0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We are so glad you're with us. We're a Bible-based church from Ontario, Canada, and together we're on a mission to reach people far from Christ and see them become devoted followers of Him. In today's podcast, we've got the one and only Ben Cunningham speaking. I'll tell you, this is short but sweet, but guess what? This kid is in grade 9. And he had my attention the entire time. What a gifted speaker. What an amazingly talented young man. You guys are going to love this story on the prodigal son. With that, here's a youth takeover service and the one and only Ben Cunningham.
1: Well, that is a little taste of uh, just over a month ago with the youth retreat that we had. Uh, We have the best teens in our youth group in this city. We do. Yeah. I love it. I love it. First time youth take over. I love this. I love, uh, I love the fact that um, you don't become part of the church when you turn 18. Right? You're part of the church from the moment that you are born. And uh, we're going to have um, a few different pieces for the rest of the service here, including... We've got Alexis and Ben on stage, and we're going to have an interview panel as well. Um, Alexis is going to get baptized next Sunday. How awesome is that? That's awesome. And uh, I've got Ben here. Ben uh, is grade 9, and he's going to be bringing the word uh, this morning, which I'm pretty pumped about. I love sitting down with Ben. Uh, he spoke at youth a while back too, and I just love how he's he's digging into the Word and he's got something for you related to Father's Day. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pray over Ben, and then Alexis is gonna read scripture passage for uh, for this morning. Lord, thanks for Ben, and thank you that you're working right here, right in this service. Uh, you want to speak to us, and uh, I thank you that uh, kids, teens, uh, the young in this church are not just. Kids and members of this church, Lord, they are part of this church. And Lord, uh, we just we pray over this next generation that you would allow every single one of them and us to bring your kingdom here in Peterborough, God. Uh, we want your kingdom to come. We want uh, people to come to know you. And uh, Lord, just thank you for all the good things that are happening. We praise you. And uh, Lord, we look forward to what you're going to say this morning in Christ's name. Amen. Awesome. I'm going to turn it over to Alexis and then Ben.
2: Okay, so I'll be reading a passage from Luke 15, 24 if you want to pull out your Bible or your phone and to follow along. So I'll give you a few seconds to do that if you want to. Okay. So the parable of the lost son. He also said, a man has two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me a share of the estate I have coming to me. So he distributed the assets to them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered together all he had and traveled to a distant country where he squandered his estate in foolish living. After he had spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he had nothing. Then he went to work for one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. He longed to eat his fill from the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one would give him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired workers have had more than enough food, and here I am dying of hunger. I'll get up. I'll go to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up and went to his father. But while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran, threw his arms around his neck, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father told his servants, Quick, bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring him the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let's celebrate with a feast. Because the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and and is found. So they began to celebrate.
3: Awesome. Thank you so much, Alexis. Uh, yeah, as Andrew said, my name is Ben, and today I have a short time just to tell you and just uh, try to let God speak through me about the prodigal son, the story from the Bible. Um, first off, Jesus tells the story, and uh, this story, this is what I love about his stories. They're not about some magical, they're just about everyday normal people, and I think that's great because we can relate to them. Um, today I'm going to be sharing three main points about this story. Obviously, this is not the full story, as it goes on to talk about his brother, the part of the son's brother. But today we're just going through this because we want to. Obviously, it's Father's Day. We want to talk about this father and talk about our Father, uh, God. Our first point here is forgiveness. Um, in this story, it shows the amount of forgiveness that the Lord gives us. Um, There's no way to describe it because it's unconditional. The son goes away, spends, like, all the money. First of all, the dad gives him the money, so that's kind of a big thing. And then uh, he goes, spends it on whatever. It doesn't clarify, but it was probably, like, some, like, I don't know. They didn't have cars back there, like a cool donkey or something. So (laughs) they, they probably went there. He went to the other country, it says here. Um, and spends all the money. Then it says he goes and because he spends all this money, he doesn't have any money left because he was greedy and he did not use it well. Then he has to work at a pigsty and that sucks, so he goes to his dad. Um, Yeah, so not great, but it shows how loving the father is, yet his son was in the lowest of lows and did the worst of things and just... Beyonce betrayed his father, but he came back, and uh, his father really did show affection. Um, You don't need to have a perfect track record, because the father will always come back to you. And... um, Even though the son did not deserve for his father to love him again and to be with him and support him and feed him and all these things, he did what is the same as our father, what I think is very important. Um, True forgiveness involves a change of heart and action. I'm going to be talking about action a bit later, but uh, that's very important, the action part. Uh, the son would likely need forgiveness again. This is also a part that, it doesn't mention the story, but I believe that the son, obviously, he comes home from all this sin, and his father forgives him. Yeah, it does not say what happens after, but I can guarantee you the son, maybe he didn't steal the other half of the money, but he probably sinned. He probably did things his father did not want him to, and I can guarantee you also that his father forgave him again, even though uh, he did these wrong things. So that's my first point, just like the unconditional love of God no matter what. You can never be that far gone, and no matter what, it could be the biggest of thing. Never doubt yourself and think that God will never love you. Um, my second point is the lavish love and celebration. It says that the dad comes and gets him the robe, the sandals, gives him all these great things and then has a celebration with the fattest cow, what would just be like the best of the best. Um, he gives him the shoes, the rings, the robes, and it just shows that when God does forgive us, because He always will, um, that it's not just like, hey, you got forgiven, let's go. It's a celebration. It's a full party. The love is unconditional. Um... So, yeah, it's like really important to know that we're doing things for a reason. We're not just not trying to sin, but we're not trying to sin for God because of His lavish love and the celebration that will happen. Um, He made sure his son was fed. And the love is shown by uh, his son when he goes back to his father, um, thinks that he wants to just get the job because his father has servants and his servants get paid and they eat well and it mentions that. But his father does not give him the job as he could have. He gives him the position as his son once again, what I think is uh, great. Uh, the Father's love is so memorable that even when He's feeding pigs, He remembers it. So I think that's important because without the Father's love being there in the first place, He would have never come back to the Father. As um, we can always remember that uh, God does love us in the lowest of lows. Even if it's just a little thought, He's always uh, there to just try to get us back on our feet. So yeah, that's my third point, the uh, lavish love and celebration, where um, it's really worth it. And uh, God is so, so happy for us to come to Him and um, enjoy the presence of Him. I'm going on to my third point. I think this is my uh, favorite point of the story, but I find uh, really, I don't know, I find it just connects to me. Uh, God is ready for you to turn to Him. In the story, the son chooses to come back to the home. And the father kind of represents God in a way because of His forgiveness and His love. Um, And the son decides to come to the pigsty. The father does not walk all the way to the country, go to the pigsty and pull him out because that's not what God does. He uh, gives us the choice to do things what's extremely important. Um, he ru- runned and hugged him. Yet, he did not, the son did not have to walk all the way back to the house. The father was waiting for him as God is waiting for us. And um, he didn't force him. He didn't drag him home or anything like that. The son had to choose to come home because that was the only way for that to happen. But he's also not standoffish. Like I said, he's waiting. He's not waiting at the house. He's waiting kind of in the middle because when we start to come, he's going to help us as well. It's not a one journey, but it is a one. We have to make the decision. God is not making us making the decision. Uh, we have to make the decision to follow him and choose the things and live the way of uh, the way He wants us to live. He's not standoffish. Uh, God's invested in a relationship with you, even when you're not. The Father meets you halfway. If He's ready, He's ready. So when we have to, we have to choose to do that. Um, I have a little story here that happened this week, and I thought it kind of connected to it. Uh, I was at a rugby tournament, and uh, I just like got hurt. And then when I was walking back onto the field, uh, my back spasmed, and I collapsed. And my coach and the chiropractor came to the middle of the field and I was on my knees because I was in a lot of pain. Um, but they really needed to help me. And I feel like this kind of connects with us and God because I was there on my knees and they were there waiting. But the one thing is, is that they could not help me because I was on my knees and it was my back that was hurting. So I had to choose to lay on my back. And they couldn't put me on my back because it just wouldn't have worked. And I think that's the same with God because once I did lay on my back, even though it took a minute... They carried me off the field. Um, and that's, I find that that connects with God because we have to choose to follow Him. He's not taking us. He's walking with us. And He's not pulling us along. He's uh, We're just going together, what I find extremely uh, helpful to know that maybe in life when we're praying about things even though sometimes it's not great, uh, we have to make the first move and God will show us the result. As, um, yeah, because like I said, it's not going to happen without us doing something first. Because it's a two-way relationship and it's not just God doing everything. That's about all I have for today. But I just want to like end with that point that if you really are hoping for something or you want God more in your life, it's not always just um, let God do the work. You have to start doing the work, even though it can be tough or embarrassing sometimes because of society today. But it's important to make sure that uh, if you want a relationship with God, it's a two-way relationship and not just a one-way relationship. So, thank you.
0: Hey, that's it from us. Thank you so much for joining. Please stay connected with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Pathway Church PTBO. Hey, God is at work in this world, and we feel so blessed that we get to be part of what He is doing. Have a great day wherever you're at, and we hope to see you soon.